This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to an MMA Roasted podcast. Uh, it's me, Adam Hunter. I hope you guys had a good week. We have an in-studio guest I am super stoked about. The Filipino wrecking machine is here. Mark Munoz. Yes. Not my ex-girlfriend. She was the Filipino wrecking machine as well, but that's not who I'm talking about. We got Mark Munoz here in studio. He's got a big fight coming up against Bisbing. And uh, I, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Um, thanks for having me on the show, man. It's, this is something that uh, that I actually heard one time, and and uh, one time you gave us one chance. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I most most girls give me one time, so that, that, that that's good. It's nice to have you here, man. Oh man, it's it's a pleasure of me being here. Oh well, I mean, uh, we'll we'll get to you in a second uh, because we we're gonna have you in the whole studio. I, wanna, I got all these questions for you. Right. Uh, we're gonna talk about one sixty five coming up. Uh, John Jones versus Gustafson. It's gonna be uh it's got you know what? I mean, I'm picking Jones for this fight. I think that Jones has fought better guys. Uh not that Shogun uh and uh and Tiago Silva aren't great fighters. They're they're obviously great, but he's he's Gustafson has seems like he's struggled against those guys. Whereas Jones, if you look at Jones's last uh, you know, uh, five guys he's he he's fought. If you look you look at you look at the Chales and then uh Belfort and um Shogun and yeah. and you know Rampage back. He he's just blitzed them. Yeah. Uh, how can you not? How can you not go with Jones? You know. Yeah. Jones Jones is uh, just. I mean, he's he's one of the best pound for pound fighters right now. I mean, he's just dismantled everybody he's gone against. You know. I mean, you a, see, you saw what he did against Lyoto. I mean, Lyoto can run against him like not run, but he can be um, evasive like he is with a lot of the other guys. You know, I mean, guys that he just fights, he just dismantles them. So uh, how can you not? But at the same time, I'm going to go with Gustafson. You're going with Gustafson? I'm going with Gustafson. Wow. The reason why, the reason why is because I've trained with Gustafson, and and um, he's just total, like, he shines in the gym, and he's been he's been um, putting Get, getting together, better. He's been putting together great performances. Wow, um, that's I think you're the only guy. I'm the only guy, but he's been at my gym, you know, and so I, I like to go with my guys. Um, he's he's his wrestling is actually underrated. Uh, he's taken me down numerous occasions with this thing called a uh, a Metzger, which nobody hits. Uh, so his wrestling. What's a Metzger? Actually, a Metzger is when. You're tied up, and you actually step around him, kind of like you schoolboy him. Yeah, you know. But you step around him with your leg. You take your hand over his head, and then you take him over, take him over your leg, and you elevate that inside thigh. But what so about the actually, elbows that John Jones is going to throw while he's tied up? Amen. That's that's something that's something that can very well happen. But I I believe that Gustafson is is uh, is going to give him. You heard it here, people. You've heard it here, Mark Munoz. The Filipino wrecking machine is picking Gustafson over John Jones. This is this is breaking news. Stop yep. the presses. That I mean that that's 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 a big statement. Now yep. now Gustafson, he's a kickboxer, right? Boxer, yep. kickboxer who became a wrestler. Yes. So uh, and he's been training with guys like Phil Davis and yep. Brandon Vera, who yep. I think is underrated. A fellow Filipino. Well, he's yep. half, right? Yeah, is, he's half. Is there any he's competition half. between you guys? No, man. I love Brandon. I actually Brandon. I love Brandon. He's he actually was one of the guys actually kind of took me under his wing he, he allowed me to sleep at his house he let me train at his gym i mean he's wow he's definitely a brother of mine that, so now now yeah. i off the subject my ex-girlfriend was filipino and yeah. every time that we got into an argument she, she would be like she would get jealous and she'd be like oh it's because i'm filipino and, and filipino <laughs> women are nuts now are you married to a filipino woman or? i'm actually not married to a filipino woman i'm actually married to a um she's german and irish wow so, yeah yeah 
Your kids, so, are, that's, you guys have good, you have four kids. I have so four kids, yes, I do. You know, you definitely got, you got started early yeah. Yeah. On, on that. But, yeah. but is there something about Filipino women that are, that are, that they get jealous easily? Is there some kind of? They're, they're, they're much like, um, kind of Latina women. I yeah. Mean, they're, they kind of wear their heart on their sleeve. They let you know how they feel, <laughs> man, for sure. But at the same time, they will cook you an awesome dinner. That, that's true. They will, they will like just, do anything for their man. That's you know? that's true. Even yeah. if it means killing them. Um, <laughs> so now 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 some of the people that you've also trained with uh, yeah. uh, recently, Jacare, right? I, uh, yeah, I trained Jacare over at uh, King's MMA. Now yeah. uh, now some people are, th- are saying that Jacare is the next the next guy. I mean, mm-hmm. what's what was it like training with him? You know what? I I actually didn't get to train with him um, directly, kind of indirectly in the same room. Right. So. Um, uh, but uh, hey, man, this is competition, you know. Um, you know, he's he's a great guy. He's a he's a guy that uh, that is very aggressive. I am too. Um, it would be a great fight. Wow. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Now, uh, now, uh, off topic a little bit. On on topic, you are fighting Bisbing. We're, we're yep. gonna uh, now. Bisbing said that you're gonna turn this into a wrestle. F- um, he said that you're not gonna stand up and trade with him. Yeah. Uh, he said that you're yeah. just gonna make it to a boring. Fight? Uh, are, are any of my fights boring? I don't, I don't see any of my fights being boring. That's that's true. <laughs> you know. So, and I've seen a lot of his fights be boring. So, but the thing, the fact of the matter is, is when I get him on the ground, it's gonna be power punches coming from everywhere. You know, I'm gonna hit him in the face. I'm gonna hit him in the shoulder. I'm gonna hit him in the body. I'm gonna hit him in the ass. I'm gonna hit him wherever. Right. You know, I'm, you know, that's, you're that's gonna hit I him do. in the ass <laughs> wherever, dude. Wherever, wherever the opportunity arises, I'm gonna hit him there. Wow. You know, so, so you're gonna donkey punch his ass? Heck yeah, man. Well, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna dismantle him. So when he gets up, he's like, "Oh, my ass hurts." You wow. Know, so. <laughs> that's. I feel like he's actually said that before. Um, no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, no, uh, I mean Bisping. And now, now you also said that like some people say he has pillow fists. I don't yeah. obviously. I don't buy that. I think the yeah. guy, the guys, you know, he oh, may not have good. a huge knockout ratio. But yeah. are you? Are, he's good. He's good. You know, I actually said that. Those words came out of my mouth. Um, he's a volume puncher, um, but he is. His striking is very good. His striking. You know, I got number respect for Bisping. You know, I really do. At the same time, I don't fear him. You know, I'm gonna look him straight in the eyes, and I'm gonna walk straight down, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna meet him right there. You know, and and I'm gonna trade with him. You know, so he says it's gonna be a wrestling match. No, I think it's gonna be an MMA fight. Right. You know, so you know, I'm definitely gonna use my wrestling. You know, I'm gonna use my strengths to my to my um to the best of my ability. But at the same time, I'm gonna throw punches at him, and they're gonna come very very hard. You know whether it's on the ground, on the feet, wherever it's at. I I, I actually believe you. Yeah. I you, yeah. <laughs> you're saying yeah. he's looking at me yeah. right now as if as if I'm as if I'm doubting any of this. <laughs> no no and, no no. I'm not doubting. I'm just, you know. I mean, he's he's saying that it's going to be a wrestling match. Now a wrestling match is no punches, no kicks, no elbows, no knees. It's going to be some. I mean, it's an MMA fight. Wrestling's highly involved in an MMA fight. So I'm going to take him down and I'm going to pound him. Right, but you are, I mean, you're wrestling, you were a two-time California state champion. Yes. You were the first Filipino national champion ever in college. You're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. the first guy. Yeah. Now, are you, yeah. are you famous amongst, are you like the, the Pacquiao of the Filipino wrestlers? I mean, is that? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, I'm, I actually have a pretty big name in the Philippines, and, uh, and I'm pretty excited to be able to represent the Philippines in wrestling and in mixed martial arts because, you know, for me, I'm, 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 you know, I'm very, I love my heritage, you know, and I want to represent my heritage as much as I can. And I go there frequently now. I've, I've the first time I've ever been there was three years ago. And, uh, and now I've been three times in a, in the past. Wow. You know, now do you get yeah. mobbed? Is it, is I, it? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's gone to the point where I need security now. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so. you need security. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I because you know, for me, it's like I will welcome anybody and talk to them, and you know, that's just that's just how I am. Um, but when I went there the last time, I mean, it was just like crowds of people were saying, yeah, "Can I get a picture?" And they're like pulling me, and I'm just like, "Oh man, you know, I don't want to like just." Donkey Kong them. You know, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? No, no, you don't want to go around and be like the King Kong of the Philippines to start. <laughs> yeah. to start. That's but, great, man. Yeah, but it's cool, man. I, I, 
I loved it out there, and and I definitely want to make frequent trips. Good for you. I, I you know, I, I noticed that like other cultures, like they they really embrace their their they heroes. Do. You know, it's like and uh, I you know, I, I wish Americans would do that would do that more. I mean, we, yeah. we we were like we like like you know, for example, like I said, like Ricky Hatton comes to the U.S. and then like. You know, thousands of people follow him. Like, yeah. is there an American athlete that would travel to England that anyone would go except for their own entourage? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I can't even think of one. You can't think of one. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I mean, people. I mean, Mayweather, but he would he would be flying everyone out. You know, yeah, so it's it's it's, uh, it's 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 really cool. Um, now, wrestling wise, getting back to that a little bit. Yeah, you, know, you beat Chael eight times in, in college. Is that true? <laughs> no, nah, not eight times. I, I I beat him. I could just think of one time. You beat him I once beat in college. Him. Once in college, yeah. But he said you cheated and tried to break his foot or something? Or? No, he cheated and tried to break my foot. So um, so he wrestled, um, we wrestled a dual meet together um, in, or against one another in Oklahoma at, um, at Oklahoma State University. And I was beating him pretty good. And uh, we got in a scramble situation and he ended up getting in a position where it was a knee bar. And so he tried cranking the knee bar in college wrestling. In college wrestling, so I kicked my foot out, and then he then he uh, transitioned into a heel hook, <laughs> and then I felt my ankle pop, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And then a referee called, you know, illegal move against Chael, and then the trainers came out and they taped my ankle and taped my f- outside my uh, shoe, and they taped it up and. I just was mad after that. So I, I, I mean, I've never heard of that before. Someone talking about a knee bar to an ankle lock in college wrestling. Exactly, That's, exactly. It shows the common that now. But now you guys train together at Rain. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's water underneath the bridge now. I mean, that's that's something. And he was like, can you blame me? I was losing by eight points, and I ended up beating him. I ended up majoring a little bit, majoring him a little bit more. But, but, uh, but, you know, I can't, I can't blame him. He tried to win, you know, and and. Even though it was kind of cheating somewhat, but hey, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, I guess. You know? Yeah, I guess. I mean, breaking someone's ankle in a college wrestling match is a little strange. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's water underneath the bridge. You know, we've um, we got managed by the same manager, and and you know, it it was something where, you know, I, I've been around him a lot, and you know, he's he's a great guy, man. Outside outside the octagon, outside his kind of persona that he built up, he's a great guy. And he seems like a great guy. He's, he's yeah. called in. He's, when I, I worked with him, he was the uh, host of the, uh, the MMA Awards, and I, yep. was, I was the writer, and the guy yeah. couldn't have been more professional. And yeah. I couldn't believe he memorized all his lines in five yeah. minutes. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's very bright. I mean, very now bright. now some of the guys you train with over at Rain, Ellenberger. Now, yeah. Ellenberger's last fight, Now you, I remember watching the Countdown special. Mm-hmm. You said he was... And I heard he was running things over at Rain. Like, I heard Ellenberger was, was, was beating you up and beating Chael up and, and just... Yeah. And just Running yeah. things gets into the fight where Rory yeah. underperforms. Yeah. Uh, now, yeah. what was that like? Cornering him. What do you think went wrong? Um, you know, there was there was just some kind of personal things that happened with him during the week of the fight. Um, Girlfriend stuff. Yeah, and 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 some of the stuff where he was kind of rehydrating himself and putting new stuff to, in his body that that I felt like he really didn't need. Um, and just just different things, kind of, kind of. I thought that was kind of weird, and we we've touched on that all that stuff already. And and uh, you know, he finally just kind of just said, you know, I should have done things a little different. Which you know, hey, you learn from your mistakes. And and with with Jake, he's definitely a guy that definitely learns. I mean, he's he can beat Rory McDonald. I know that in my heart and he knows that as well so hey it's a bump in the road it's not going to change anything that he wants to do in the division he definitely wants to be a world champion and and i truly believe he can become a world champ but now he's just got to learn from his mistakes and make sure that you know jake has been known to go out there and be a juggernaut just go out there and just whatever is in his way he will freaking like just (laughs) knock it out you know so you know he needed to do that you know he's he's not much of a technical like you know, fighter. Although you, you think know, he fell in love with his power and was looking for the big shot. Yeah, he was just trying to look for one. You know, he should have put it all together. I think he should have um, took him down more and used his wrestling. And you know, that's that's something that that will definitely work. Is it hard for you to be in the corner because you <laughs> yeah, know how was, good the guy can be? Yes, yes, it was definitely hard for me. I, we were screaming our heads off, you know, in the corner, and and we were saying, "Use your wrestling. Go out there, push forward, push him backwards." You know, like. Um, just make it dirty, and that's that was our game plan was to make it dirty, and um, 
you know, he kind of stood to the outside and let Rory work a little bit, and that's not what we game planned at all. And so, I think his body wasn't feeling. Do you think right. about maybe getting his girlfriend in the corner and being like, "Listen, it's going to work out," or something, possibly <laughs> to try to, you know, make up with him or something? And that yeah. would. I mean, we, we should definitely done something different. Yeah. You know, but uh, but you know, hey, it's. Like I said before, it's, he's definitely going to learn from it. He's going to go out there, and you're going to see the same Jake Ellenberger that got him there in the first place. Absolutely. I mean, the guys, the guys, you know, Jake has been through. I mean, he, the guy's a military guy. Yep. He's been through this. He's been through a brother who's sick. I mean, yep. there's a guy who could overcome obstacles is yes. Jake Ellenberger. Yes. Uh, speaking of obstacles, your first fight in the UFC mm-hmm. was obviously the, the Matt Hamill fight, yeah. and um, yeah. and you know, you know, you went in there. You know, you you were on a huge streak in the WEC. Mm-hmm. You come in there. We've seen the kick a thousand times. Now, how hard it is for you to rebound from that? Oh no, it wasn't. It wasn't hard at all. I actually, not many people know, but before that fight against Matt Hamill, I actually got knocked out by my training partner King Mo uh, eight days before that fight, and I didn't want to back out because that was my first fight in UFC, and I truly believe. So, that did you I know where be. you were during that fight at all? <laughs> was it? That was my second concussion in eight days, so it was uh, it was something that was kind of very serious. Wow! And I didn't know, like, because I, I mean, I played football, and second onset concussions can <laughs> can actually cause brain damage and very very. But why is King Mo trying to knock you out in training? No, no, no it just it would happen on accident. I was trying to shoot in on him, and he uh, I kind of ran into his knee. Wow! Yeah, and didn't know, and it was just uh, it was just kind of some just kind of happened you know and um and he just felt sorry he was actually in my corner for for that fight and um so and j- it would as i didn't feel right right so no i mean look, you look at look right. at tj grant just backed out of his fight yeah. he had concussion three months ago yeah you know i could only I imagine yeah. getting eight days before that mm-hmm. and if you watch that fight i you know if you watch that fight and all the fights before i fought you know i was a guy that kind of that kind of just you know, walk straight down, have had move head movement, but not like just right erratic head movement like I like I was in that fight. I mean, my head was just moving because I didn't want I didn't want him to hit me, you right? Know? And and all of a sudden, my head went one way and the foot. You know, that was that was. I mean, but you look at where you've come yeah. uh, since then. It's like it's you know. Yeah, and and I think adversity is the dust that polishes a diamond, man. You know, I mean, you really have to. You know, I think the one characteristic that's common amongst. A lot of champions are is resilience, being able to bounce back. You know, you got to have resiliency to to become a champion because whether you're inside the um, inside the gym or inside the octagon, you got to know how to bounce back from adversity. You have to. You know, those are those are some of the things that I learned in wrestling. Those are um, that's actually one of the most important things I learned in wrestling is being able to be resilient and and not looking at your past but striving to what's ahead no i mean i mean so. since then i mean you look at some other obstacles you've had the um the weidman fight obviously yep. um yep. that was i mean that was one of the most brutal uh, things i've ever seen that fight mm-hmm. i thought should have been stopped you know yeah. way oh yeah i mean oh yeah um and then after that you know you, you said you went into a, a depression i did i mean was yeah. that I mean, what was it, it, you know? It you know. I say it's depression, but I know there's different levels of depression. I know there's you know people take medication for depression. I think, you know, I think um, like I said, there's different levels. And uh, I, I did, um, you know, after that fight, I end up, I end up going to the doctor again, my checkup, and they looked at my foot, and you know, my foot was completely broken. Wow, you know, my, fifth, my fifth metatarsal was completely broken, and uh, he's like, "Man, how did you even <laughs> were able to fight?" And I was like, "I was just pushing through." And he was like, "You're too..." So you went into the bit. fight with a broken foot. I went into the fight with a broken foot. Jesus. So, um, so yeah, there was just a lot of adversity I was kind of going through with that fight. I had the worst weight cut ever, and 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 my worst weight cut before that was Yushin Okami. And every time I have a bad weight cut, or if I go into a fight injured. Bad stuff happens. But then so, after that, you sorry. gained 100 pounds. <laughs> I gained close to 100 pounds. I yes. mean, you went from Kim to yeah. Khloe Kardashian. I, I mean, I, I've, I've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, I, you know, I love food, man. You know Filipinos, dude? Yes. You know Filipinos. Yes, but you don't have to eat I, all of them. I, I, I mean, I mean <laughs> that's true. That's true. But Filipinos love to, they love to show their... Um, Did everyone in the Philippines of, send you food? Is that, oh, is that man, what... Oh, dude, when I went to the Philippines, it was just like... Festivals upon parties upon 
family get-togethers, and it was food all day. I mean, did, now, now your four kids and your wife, did they say, yeah. Dad, you know, maybe you should Again. stop eating? You, you just gained 100 pounds? <laughs> no, man. They were just having a fun time having to uh, having all that food around. They weren't like, but, hey, didn't ask if you were pregnant or anything? Or like, <laughs> no. You know, I, I you know, I, I was kind of like that guy on uh, Austin Powers, fat bastard. Yeah, yeah. I ate because I was sad, and I was sad because I ate. Right. You know, and and that's that's truly what happened because I couldn't do. I mean, my elbow was still bad because I had to back out of that Channel Sun and fight. Uh, I had to back out of that fight, and then had I rushed back into this fight, and I hurt my foot in the process, and and I just kind of just never got it checked out. I was just kind of just you know, hey, my foot's hurting, but I'm still gonna go into this fight and you know beat be Chris Weidman. Well, I had a hard time running on it and usually I do a lot of road work to be able to get some weight off and it was not happening. Right. So I had to cut about about thirty two pounds of water. Jesus. Yeah, and so that's that was a lot of weight. And uh I trained away day away ins from seven thirty in the morning till three thirty in the afternoon. I mean we had to report at three. So you what so, you lost like fifteen pounds in a day? No, it was more than that. It was about twenty. It, it was, was twenty pounds 18, of eighteen. Pounds. Eighteen pounds of one day. Yeah, yeah. So, ladies so. out there who say you can't lose five pounds, just just, just so you know, yeah. this guy lost eighteen pounds in one day. We're gonna yeah. call Anthony Gutierrez right now. I got yeah. way more questions for right. you. This right. is this has been very fascinating, and uh, and I, and I appreciate your honesty. You, you know, a lot man. of times fighters come in, they don't want to tell yeah. us anything. Oh, Actually, man, I'm, a, I'm an open book, man. I, I love it. So. I love it. We're gonna talk. We're gonna call Anthony right now from the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, if you guys don't know, Anthony Gutierrez is the guy that says every girl wants him in the house. Uh, he, he, uh, so far, he's, he's, he said that this girl wants him and that guy wants him. He's 4-0 as a pro with four stoppages in the first round. So uh, we're going to talk to him. Hello? Hey, this is Anthony Gutierrez. Yes, this is me. How's it going? You're on with Adam Hunter and the Filipino wrecking machine, Mark Munoz. What's up, Anthony? How are you guys? It's an honor to be on the MMA Roasted. I've been a big fan for a while. Oh, thanks, man. Now, now uh, how's the experience so far on The Ultimate Fighter? Um, so far, I mean, uh, nothing's really changed as far as like my life goes. I mean, I haven't really done anything worthy on the show to get any attention other than hit on, you know, the cougars in the house and, um, you know, the younger girls. So really the only publicity I've ever gotten is just, um, kind of hitting on the chicks in the house, but nothing's really changed. Now let's talk about that for a second. Uh, now you said that Sarah wants you, but you don't want her back. Um, right. then you said Jessica's your we, hot cougar and that you and Jessamine are locking eyes, even though she has a boyfriend. Well, the reason why I don't want Sarah because she wants me, so that's too easy. And then Jessica, I've always had a thing for older women. I'm a young boy of 22, so the older women kind of spark my eye every once in a while. So she did, of course, in the house. And then Jessamine, I think I like her because she doesn't like me, and that's a challenge. Now, have you hooked up with anybody in the house? Well, I can't answer that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, well, we know well, we know that it's done filming until the finale. I mean, are we going to watch you hook up with girls? I mean, what's the, I mean, as... Come on, you could you could give us something, right? Well, I definitely will say that me uh, saying intimate things to the females on the show won't be the last of it. Okay, so we have uh, now now. Okay, now have any have any of of uh, the girls hooked up with each other <laughs> since the show or during the show? Both. Um, during the show, I guess you have to tune in and find out if they do. Um, since the show. I don't know. Shayna and Raquel were kind of locking eyes in the house, and so who knows what happens as soon as we got off the show. They might have sprinted to uh, the Mandalay and got a room. Who knows? Maybe. But wow, they sprinted I, I to the Mandalay. That's amazing. That's that's they yeah. must have really wanted each other. They're classy girls. <laughs> that's true. Now, now you're four and zero with four stoppages as a uh, as a uh, pro in the uh, first round, and then you trained over with Team Alpha Male. Yeah, um, I trained with Team Alpha Male. I've gone out there on three separate occasions. I would say probably for a total of six months I've been out there training. I wouldn't, um, I'm, I can't claim Team Alpha Male and stuff. But, you know, that's a big name and a big honor to be a part of a camp like that. And I feel like Alpha Male comes up too much for me, um, like when talking about it, because I did train out there, but I don't want to, like, disrespect them and say I'm part of, like, you know, their awesome program. But really, like, I was only out there for six months. And, but I do respect them and love training out there. 
Now, uh, now, uh, Chris Holdsworth is also with them, right? Yeah, um, Holdsworth. It's actually a funny deal about that. Me and Holdsworth fought each other in 2009 um, for the Tough Enough promotion in Las Vegas as amateurs, and um, he beat me. He was my first amateur loss. He beat me, and then um, we kind of just you know lost touch with each other for over a year. But we had followed each other on Twitter, and then he saw that I was out at Team Alpha Male living there for a couple months. So he direct messaged me, and we just kind of started chatting. He's like, honestly, I'm. I'm looking to leave Mark Lehman's camp. I'm not getting along with this. You know, I was going on. Do you think I could come to Team Alpha Male? And I was like, dude, yeah, these guys are awesome out there. So I let him know how good he was. And he literally packed all of his bags, moved to Sacramento, and he never turned back. And he's been there for over, you know, almost three years now. Wow. Wow, wow. Okay, now we saw the first fight. Uh, we saw that Shayma lost to um, Juliana in, uh, in episode one. What do you think went wrong for Shayna? Um, honestly, I think Shayna's biggest problem in that was just under uh, or overestimating Juliana. You know, Juliana's only four and two. She's never really beat anybody in the sport. And if you watch her, if you watch Juliana hit pads or if you watch her grapple, she doesn't look good at all. Like, I'm serious. If you watch her in the gym, you would think, how is she even here? But when that girl gets out in the fight, and, you know, I'm sure, you know, Mark knows too, anybody can win a fight regardless on, you know, really where your skills are. If you go hard and, you know, you have the right mindset, you can beat better technical people. And I think that's what happened. Juliana wanted it. Shayna didn't really want it and underestimated her. And Juliana came out there and just, you know, fought her tough. And Shayna's definitely the better fighter, in my opinion, I will say that. But Juliana beat her. That's how it goes. Wow. Now, it seems like everyone uh, hates Juliana in the house. Hmm. Including me. <laughs> now, why do you hate her? She's just, she's just like, she's the kind of girl where, okay, she's going to grab the lettuce. And, of course, it's at, you know, it's at the bottom of the fridge. And, you know, she's an athlete and a young girl. You can bend your knees. But, of course, she's got to bend over real slow and whip the hair. And as she's bending over with her, you know, legs straight and her butt in the air, she turns around. Hey, Anthony, can I eat some of your lettuce? And then she's just like that girl who's, I don't know, it's like your cheeks are hanging out of your shorts. You're walking around in a thong. I guess I don't know. All right, all right, let me get this straight. So you hate her because she's showing you her ass. Showing you her thong and her cheeks are hanging out? This is why you hate this girl? Well, in all honesty, yeah. As weird as that sounds, and I, I don't know. I, I just, she, I don't know. She's like, like the, like the tension. And, and I'm, I like attention too. I'm a kind of a goofball, but I don't know. She seemed like she tried really hard for attention and she was just really annoying. It's hard to explain. You should watch the show. She's super annoying. <laughs> so, so Anthony, I, I, that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. How was it actually living with girls inside the house? Because, you know, that's kind of the first, that's actually the first time where girls were actually invited to the, uh, the tough house. And I mean, were there, were there times where, where it was awkward or were there times where it was, it was just kind of some, oh, you know, this, there's girls in here. You know, how was that? How was it actually living with girls for six weeks? Yeah, it, it was actually, here's what's crazy, and I know you can imagine this too, Mark, like yeah. living in the Ultimate Fighter house, you're you're living with the people that you're going to fight. Yep. Um, it can be an emotional roller coaster because your friends, oh, you're from England, you drive on the you know the other side of the road, oh, how cool, cool, yeah. man, we might fight, so you're really not my buddy. Like you say that under your breath, but you're being fake to each other. It's really weird. Yeah. So I actually um, was saying during the show how thankful I am for girls to be there because it's actually somebody that we can talk to without having, like, you know, in the back of our mind, we might be fighting each other, so I don't want to yeah. be your buddy-buddy. Um, and then also just having a conversation with a female as opposed to having a conversation with a male are two different things. And it was nice to be able to switch it up because, yeah. you know, six weeks in the Ultimate Fighter house, you're stuck with the same people over and over. It was good to go from male to female, um, yeah. verbally, of course, only. Uh, yesterday's episode, uh, Holdsworth beats Chris Beal. Uh, yes. Now, what did you think about that fight? Uh, that was an awesome fight. Like, what's crazy about that is I've trained with Holdsworth, you know, tons, you know, for over a year out in Pal I mean, I've trained with him a lot. I know his game. I know how good he is. And then training with Chris Beal on the show, getting to spar with him, getting to see him fight, getting to grapple with him, he was really good too. What was so crazy about that fight was you got Chris Holdsworth, who's this black belt in jiu-jitsu, and he's not just a black belt. He's a world-class black belt and grappler. And then you have Chris Beal, who's just, you know, a boxer primarily. So it's the classic matchup, standard versus grappler. And Holdsworth just went out there and stood with him. He just went out, outboxed Beal, dropped him, rolled his eyes back into his head. You know, Beal wasn't all the way out. 
um, Holdsworth jumped on him, jumped straight to guillotine and finished it. It was, I, I, I thought Holdsworth would have won, but I thought it would have been off a takedown and just a submission. I didn't think he was going to outbox Beal, drop him, and then get guillotine. Do you think Beal's right hand being hurt really affected the fight? I don't think so. Um, and the only reason why, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess I can't talk too much on it. I've never had a broken hand in a fight. And then honestly, I don't even think his hand was broken, so I can't speak for his pain level. But I watched him hit the bag with it and spar with it. And, you know, when you're in an MMA fight, you really don't feel like, you know, little pain like that. But then again, I'm talking out of my ass because <laughs> I never had a broken hand in a fight. But now, I, I don't think it would have, but who knows? It could have, that's for sure. Now, after the fight, after the fight, you, you yelled out, that's what you get for eating Krispies for breakfast or something? You yelled something that was about him eating something for breakfast? No, no, no. That was Team Tate's nutritionist. His name is Eric Chaluji. What's actually funny is, Team Tate's uh, nutritionist, Eric Taligi, is roommates with Chris Holdsworth. They're roommates. And so um, Eric and Chris, I called Chris the Nutri-Nazi because he only eats, like, quinoa and spinach <laughs> and kale and, like, stuff like that. So I call him the Nutri-Nazi as a joke. And his roommate's a nutritionist and who was for Team Tate. Well, um, I can't remember. Someone had told um, – uh, Eric, the nutritionist, that Chris Beal ate biscuits and gravy for breakfast the day of the fight, which, I mean, I'm going to be honest, I've done that a lot, too. I don't, I mean, I've done that, but it doesn't really affect me, I don't think. But, um, uh, Holdsworth, uh, I, I guess Eric got a hold of that information, so after Holdsworth beat him, he just stood up and yelled, That's what you get for eating biscuits for breakfast. I'm like a professional. <laughs> and it was actually kind of embarrassing because they were respectful opponents towards each other, so why talk that shit? But yeah. Whatever. Now, it also seemed, uh, a couple more questions with this. It also seemed that Holdsworth and Juliana were going to get it on. I think he mentioned that she was going to give her his enchilada or something. Or what? <laughs> I mean, were they hooking yeah. up? Did, did she give him the enchilada? Well, here's just like here's an example of how annoying Juliana is. So one day she's on the massage table and she's having a conversation with the masseuse, and she's like, "I would never date any of these puny guys. I like to have a real man, like a, you know, like so if you fight at one thirty-five, you're not a real man, like that kind of thing." And which I can understand if you're a chick and you like buff guys, that's your thing, and you're entitled. But um, she would have loved you, Mark. Like, at like, so like three twenty, by the way. Yeah. All right, go on, <laughs> go on. <laughs> So then I would never date these scrawny little guys. Well, then after she says that, she starts writing these letters to Chris Holdsworth about, I have so much faith in you. You can do so good. And she starts flirting with him. And so Holdsworth and her start flirting back. And my thing was, you're going to talk crap on the skinny guys. You have a boyfriend that you talk about in the house. Now you're flirting with Chris Holdsworth. You're just annoying. But, um, they uh, they kind of had some flirtatious moments. You have to uh, have the opportunity to check that out. Well, he said that she did nice things for him, or she was going to do nice things for him, but it wasn't that clear what those. I mean, to me, you know, nice things means can mean a lot of things. You know, it could be yeah for sure. And her being Venezuelan, I think I'm not sure what Venezuelans eat, but I think they eat enchiladas, and I think she had promised him to make him an enchilada. Now, if only the Mexicans eat enchiladas, then that could definitely mean something in Holdsworth's favor, but. Um, actually, she did end up making him enchiladas, so it wasn't what you thought. Oh, it wasn't what it Okay, now finally, the, the fight that went on at the bar between Ronda Rousey and Misha Tate, and then all of a sudden Caraway was involved because of the whole Twitter battle, and then Ronda got Edmund involved, and then Edmund, the trainer, said he was going to break uh, Caraway's arm. I mean, how, what, what was that about? How crazy was that? That was, that was nuts, like... So we're in this suite at the Red Rock. Um, we got to watch uh, the Ultimate Fighter finale for Brazil that was going on at the time. And we're in the suite chilling. And then all of a sudden, I'm in the, uh, like the corner of the suite talking to, I think, one of the coaches. And I hear a wine glass go against the wall. And I look over, and uh, like Rhonda's all up in Brian Caraway's face and in Misha Tate's face. And then Rhonda's like, Edmund, come over here. And Edmund's crazy. He's like this kind of scary-looking Armenian guy that – you would just, I don't know, it just kind of scares me. And so Edmund goes over there, and it's like two on two, Misha and Rhonda and Edmund and Caraway, and I'm thinking there's going to be a fight. Well, immediately everybody's, no, no, don't fight, let's break it up, break it up. I wanted to see them fight because you're stuck in a house every day with nothing to do, no excitement, no phones or TVs. Of course you want to see a street fight with two hot chicks. Right. But everyone, everyone broke that up. And, um, now, do you think Caraway yeah, would take Edmund, though? I mean, Caraway's in the UFC. Edmund's had two, two pro fights. 
Um, yes. I, oh, I I have no doubt in my mind that Caraway would just ankle pick him in two seconds, pass his guard, and strangle him because Edmonds a great striker, but he's no not a, not nothing special with grappling. And Caraway is well rounded. And Caraway is a veteran of fifty fights. I take Caraway in that fight, but I think Misha or I think Ronda could beat three Misha Tate, and so I think it could be an even fight if you think about it because Ronda could pick up Edmonds slack. And, uh, you know, Dana, Dana make it happen. Tag team match. Ronda and Edmund against Caraway and Tate. I would, I would pay to see that. I like it. Well, we got, we got got Uriah Faber calling in. Hey, man, good luck with the show. You're very entertaining. Uh, Thank you for being so entertaining and uh, good luck with everything, brother. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm a big fan of MMA Roasted, Joe Rogan Experience, Greg Simmons, Arshfear. I'm a fan of it all. I love it. All right. right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. See you guys. Have a good day. See you, Mark. All right. See you later, man. Yo. Hey, is this Uriah Faber? Yeah, Tim. How's it going? It's Adam Hunter and Mark Munoz. What's up, brother? How are you? <laughs> what's up, Uriah? How you doing, brother? Hey. hey, Mark. What's up, buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you here. You're right. You're right. Congrats on everything, man. I mean, you you are you're you're killing it right now. Thanks, but are we live on the podcast right now? Yes, we're live on the podcast right now. Oh wow! <laughs> All right here we go. I'm doing good, man. I'm just training, having a good time. Yeah, man. I mean, oh, I, you guys, hey, hey, you kind of caught me by surprise. I got like five people in the office. Let me go get some privacy for a second. Sure, no problem. Well, that, that's how Uriah Faber rolls, by the way. Five people <laughs> in his office. Dude, Uriah, he's the man, dude. <laughs> One of them, old Van Zant, the hottest MMA chick. Voted, you know, uh, and and in in the world right now, sitting in my office, <laughs> chilling, just joined Team Alpha Male. She's been out here training. So, nice. the world, are you ready for this? Wait, is he the girl from? Wait, this this the girl from Russia? No, she's not from Russia. She, she's from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, Uri- Uriah, I, I got we, we got to talk for a second. Speaking of chicks, now that you brought it up, uh-huh. now uh, the word on the street is that you. Slay the most tail in all of MMA. <laughs> yeah. Mark, you been talking about me, buddy? <laughs> no, man, I haven't been talking to you at all, bro. I haven't talked to you at all. <laughs> now, is this... uh, I don't know about that, man. I'd have to do a head count from all the. I mean, there's a lot of guys out in this sport. I, I'm actually pretty. I'm not. I'm not that crazy like that, man. No, no. That, first of all, I no, I. I mean, I heard that. I mean, I. How many? Let's. How many girls has it been? Is it hundreds, thousands? What? <laughs> Come on, hey, man. Hey, you're right. You're I right. Kiss and tell. I, I'm, I have no, I, I didn't talk to him at all about you. I didn't know you were actually going to no, be I on heard, the show. I knew Adam was asking someone else about this too. <laughs> TJ, you're asking TJ about this. Yes. No. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, but I mean, supposedly, like it was like you would, you would go to events and it would be like four girls a night at the event. That's that's the word on the street. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a. Complete lies. So no, you heard wrong. Uh, that's all right. I'm just, I just. Four I, girls a night. No. no. All right. I'm just, uh, just. I mean, how how many? How many? All right. So okay. So we'll, 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 we'll all get off that. Um. I mean, do you have a girl? Do you do you have a girlfriend now? Are you married? Or what's the deal? Uh, I'm not married. I've been, I've been seeing a girl. I've been, uh, you know, it's it's been it's been a, a long time since I had a like a long-term girlfriend I've, but there's been a girl that's been kind of consistent lately and uh kind of consistent lately wow she's supposed to be really honored to be know that she's kind of consistent lately that's <laughs> <laughs> but I was in a nine-year relationship man wow yeah. that's that's Mark knows that yeah, Mark I, knows my my ex-girlfriend I remember you know that. a long yeah. time ago Michelle and and yeah, uh I so I, I made it like a little vow that you know it was a rough breakup that becomes like family you know so yeah, right. I made a vow not to to break another girl's heart for a while, and uh, you know I try my best not to. So, are you making up for lost time right now? You're just kind of like, you know, I was in a nine-year well, relationship. It's been a long time. So, I mean, she's married with three kids now. It's not like it was yesterday that we broke up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm not making up for lost time by any means. I'm just chilling, man, living a good life, traveling, having fun. Good for you, man. Making cash, yeah. fighting. Yeah. With, with all, I will talk fighting for a second. Now, since uh, getting Dwayne Ludwig. You guys were fourteen and zero, mm-hmm. uh, and that yeah, was man. and that was your call getting Ludwig. What made you decide to get Dwayne Ludwig? I'm a student of the sport, and I and I've always uh, enjoyed Dwayne as a as a coach, 
I mean, as a, as a fighter, I thought that he had the most technical stand-up in the game, but I feel like his body was kind of, um, you know, had been through, through so many battles that it looked like he was meet, reaching his potential and uh, just thought it'd be a good match. I felt like the next generation of coach is going to be somebody that's been at a high level of mixed martial arts but knows all the other disciplines and is, is a real master at, at one and, and especially in the area that, that our team needs the most help with. So having having him available was, was huge. I thought about a lot of different guys to, to bring in for the for the team and you know no one's really changed uh has has climbed up the ladder yet since since he came in we've just been you know reaching our potential with his help uh you know I, I, i've been ranked number two joseph's ranked number one chad's ranked number one tj's been climbing the ladder he's probably like you know five or seven on the on the on the ladder now danny castillo is doing well but you know it just really helps to have his uh you know not only his kickboxing knowledge but have him so dedicated to, to making team practices well thought out and making sure that guys are staying on track and, and game planning, planning. It's been awesome. You know, Uriah, we've, we've been talking about this for, for a while that you wanted to bring somebody in and, and, um, what are what are some of the major differences that that he presents as far as like technique or or um, or mentality or, or what what are some of the things that he brings to the team? I would say first and foremost, uh, he's he's got the enthusiasm that you need as a head coach and the leadership skills. You know, yeah. uh, Mark, you've had some awesome coaches throughout your yep. Uh, yep. wrestling career and mm-hmm. in, in the MMA world and everything else. Yep. And you know that it takes a real leader, a leader to to step up and, and be able to command uh, attention from guys and, yeah. and for guys to have faith in you. And mm-hmm. you know, you've been a guy that's done that on your own for your team. And I've been a guy that's done that on my own for, for the yep. team. But it's hard to, yep. to really do do it all mm-hmm. and Wayne's system of kickboxing is really unique he's developed it through trial and error yeah. things that have worked and and create a real system that is like cookie cutter he's got his yep. affiliate programs <clears throat> he, he he has like a set a set uh you know curriculum. drilling drilling technique and yeah. curriculum yep. and you can kind of teach yourself the system and, and let it blossom from there that's, that's been awesome. great and he knows how to mix everything together he knows the things that he was lacking as a fighter. He knows the things that worked for him as a fighter. He's been, you know, he's obsessed with the sport, and uh, and he's super excited to be a part of this this new team with this new opportunity. He's got a great sense of humor because I yeah. said uh, one of the things that the hardest part for him was to teach all the moves from his knees. Um, <laughs> and then he actually he he you know he DMs me sometimes. He goes, "Please keep making fun of Team Alpha Male." <laughs> By the way. Uh, and, uh, and and thank you guys for being uh, being. By the way, you're right. Thanks for uh, having a good sense of humor. And I know I made some jokes about like when you were born, the doctor smacked your chin and and, and, and stuff. <laughs> and that when you sweat, you get swamp chin. And um, and, and uh, hey, did I not hey, did I not hold my own you, in the honorable contest with you? It was. I didn't even know he was following. Hey, it was the know, funniest I, thing. I, I, I had to establish some sort of that I'm at least in the same realm. I can hang with you a little bit before I. Paid homage to, to the fact that I love all your stuff. Man. Hey man, you're oh, right, dude. If you if you've ever been in Team Alpha Male, dude, they they go <laughs> after each other every it's day. Bad. So hey man, so you're right, you're right. I could dish it out. No, too, he man. actually photoshopped my head and and, and put a picture <laughs> right. of me and the kid from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> And then had my forehead, and I was like, and he goes, "Hey," uh, and he, I, I didn't even know he was even following me. I was just kept yep. making Uriah Faber jokes, and next yep. thing I know, Uriah Faber is blasting me, and I was like, "Wow, this is the first round you won in years or something." And then he was like, and he, it was like, the, it was awesome. Man. It was, it was actually hey, see, really cool. Stuff like that happens in his gym all the time. Oh, they start so- posting pictures and photoshopping stuff, heads on bodies and stuff like that happens all the time, man. It's all out of fun though, man. But yeah, but meanwhile, Danny Castillo blocked me, right? <laughs> And then recently, Danny um, Castillo blocked you. No, here's what happened. He he blocked me. Right, I, I made one little joke about him. I don't even know what the joke was. I don't even remember the joke. He blocks me. So a little like, sensitive sometimes. So then, then he then last week he unblocked me. Right. So so then I, I started following him, and I, I go, hey, thanks for unblocking me. And he goes, 
He writes, I swore to myself that when I saw you, I was going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> he goes, but then the guys told me you were a cool guy. So actually, thanks. Keep it up. And I was like, so I wrote him back. Thanks for not beating the shit out of me. That would have sucked. <laughs> like, uh, and the best was uh, Mark. Adam has all his pictures when he's trying to look into the ladies. Yeah. And he's got a sideways smirk. And I took... In human development, about the things that make people attractive, yeah. and it's not sideways <laughs> being the same on both sides. And he had it all wrong, so I had to give him a little heads up. And uh, I, I photoshopped about fifty of his sideways smirks in different situations. Uh, <laughs> it was, he and, said, he, oh, and, that, yeah. and that's what he just said. He said, "What?" Well, he just. Uh, answered back with a, a good laugh. Hey, so you I should, like that. you should hashtag that like you did uh, Frank Mirface, dude. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. Now, now you and uh, you, uh, you're right. You and Roy Nelson have some kind of Twitter beef or something? Or no, I don't have. I mean, what I said was uh, he he did an interview, a live interview, where he said he said if I was he's complaining about not getting a title shot, and he said if I was a Ryan Faber. I would have a title shot already. And uh, first off, he said my name wrong. So I just said, you know, the guy said my name wrong, and then I win my fight to get title shots, you know? And, yeah. And that's all I said. And then somebody reported back to him. You know, media always makes a bunch of stuff out of out of nothing. But I see the guy all the time. I told him. Uh, I put another Twitter thing up when he took his shirt off, and it looked like, like dandruff. So he's like, taking over the airwaves because it's flying <laughs> off them and everything. And so I took a picture of it and I put it up and then his wife was like, God, how dare you say that he has dandruff? He doesn't have dandruff and all this stuff like day. He started it by saying, Araya Faber gets too many title shots. And she's like, oh. But it's like, it's, not, it's, it's like something that we've talked about in person. It's not like a big deal. I'm, I'm being serious about what I said. Right. Which is, yeah, just win your fucking fights and we're good. <laughs> right now, are you um, speaking of uh, winning fights? You, you've you've won your last three fights. Your last fight, uh, you got taken down early. Uh, were you? Were you? I mean, did, did that did that surprise you? Were you Were you nervous? Um, you know what it it did surprise me. I mean, the guy hit a perfect lalo drop. Uh, I did like a switch step heavy right hand, and it was just like perfect timing by him. And then when he got on top, he was strong. Like his legs were were buckling down and I couldn't like get any space mm -hmm. and uh, I mean it, it was just pretty uh, it, it, was, it was pretty apparent this guy's serious business and then he was landing some heavy punches it's funny because I watched the fight afterwards and you couldn't tell the punches he were landing but they were solid I mean a couple of them rocked me cut my chin open um, but the whole time I was just thinking as soon as I get a chance to punch this guy I cannot wait <laughs> yeah. so I flipped over and just was doing like the backward little punches and it felt so good to punch this guy after he'd been on my back. Yeah. And then uh, as soon as I got an opportunity to take over, I did and, and went from there. No, yeah, I was, I mean, I was holding my breath. I was like, oh man, I hope he doesn't get caught here. And, uh, and, and you, you know, you, you, you've, you've won your last three fights. Are you, now you're fighting Michael McDonald. Is that, is that signed yet? Is that definite? Yeah, that's, that's official. And, uh, for a long time, I thought it was, it was going to be Frankie Edgar, but, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's now Michael McDonald's in Sacramento. We're both Northern California guys, so he's good, man. That kid's dangerous. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah, you're fast too, though, man. And and um, I've always, you know, you know, I look up to you, man. Even though I look down <laughs> upon you, but <laughs> yeah, I look up to you, bro. But but like um, like with with Michael McDonald, I see you taking over that fight. You know, he is fast, he is precise, but at the same time, I think you have the wrestling over him and um yeah know, I, I definitely no, I, I definitely I want to like, see those elbows landing on top man yeah man i feel like this is this is uh one of the the only fights i've had in a while where i feel like there's somebody that he's not he's not one-dimensional but he's real dangerous in one area and and yeah. compared to me he's really weak in another but it hasn't yeah. been that case with with jorgensen he's really really well-rounded yeah. um uh, Burrell's really, really well-rounded. Dominic yeah. Cruz is really, really well-rounded. Yeah. And McDonald's pretty good, but he's not hes not as well-versed on the ground. He's going to be like a real fish out of water with me on top, not mm -hmm. with everybody on top. Mm -hmm. So I'll be looking for that. And, and I'm a I'm a durable guy. Yeah. And, uh, yep. you know, 
Adam, I don't know if you know Mark and Mark and I's history, but we coached together at UC Davis, yep. and we've been buddies long before the fight game. Mm-hmm. Wow! So uh, yeah. I'm one of the guys that that is trying to get into Mark it. into the, the sport for the longest time. Yeah. His wife wouldn't let him, and then <laughs> yeah. uh, I was like, we I told this is what I told Mark. I said, I said, Mark, <laughs> tell your wife you give her half the money <laughs> and just let you fight, and he's like. And she can have all the money. Yeah. Yep. So they beat someone up. Yeah. And it was like three years later when it actually happened. Yeah. That's and, awesome. Uh, and Riley was, I mean, not Riley, but Uriah, Uriah just actually, he, he was like, hey, man, won't you come to practice? Um, this is at Sierra College. Um, he was like, won't you come to practice and teach us how to wrestle? I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And um, I didn't know what was going to happen. And everybody was like putting on their gloves and stuff. And we were getting ready to spar. I'm like, hey, dude, we're getting ready to spar. He's like, oh, you'll be fine, man. Just do a double jab, double leg. You'll be fine. I'm like, what? Yeah. Dude. You forgot to mention who you're sparring with. Randy Couture, Brandon Barra, James Irvin, Scott Smith. Yeah. First time sparring. I mean, I sparred. I sparred with. I sparred with him at the gym. Right. You know, but but none of these guys level, man. I mean, it was just like, man. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking about getting into fighting, and and Uriah <laughs> brought me to this camp, and I'm like seeing the who's who of the UFC here. I'm like, I'm like, dang, dude. I didn't. I didn't want to. Like, how did how like, did you do against those guys when you went out with Randy and Ver? I mean, those. those dude, he not- did awesome, man. He was <laughs> yeah. jabbing the crap out of Couture. Couture had to take him down. Yeah. Mark was like jabbing the crap out of him. Did Couture get yeah. divorced when you jabbed him? There. <laughs> Mark yeah. was kicking him with butt. Yeah, Uriah was like, "See, I told you, like you need to get into this." And I'm like, "Yeah, man." So that that was the time. That was a turning point. This is a better story though, Adam. The first time Mark comes to come train before that, uh, he's uh, 250 pounds, and I'm like 148, and. <laughs> And I, I and he's like couldn't wait to spar, so he puts on the gloves. And I was gonna spar with him light, but I go, hey man, be careful because like you're a big guy. And he's like, man, you've been doing this like two years already, and I don't, even, you know, I, I'll me be careful, you be careful. I'm like, dude, Mark, you're a big guy. Yeah. Take it easy. Yeah. So he's like, all right, all right. First thing, I like change levels, and he throws an uppercut and just bust my nose open. Dude. Wow. I felt so bad, dude. I felt so bad. He was 100 pounds less than you. I know, but I, I didn't even throw it too hard, man. I felt like I didn't throw it hard, but dude, his head hit my hand right at the oh, right my second. God. I was like, I didn't know I was going to Did you break him, his dude. nose? It was bleeding, man. No, I wasn't I felt broken. Bad. I felt bad, dude. Just, I felt so bad. I picked him up, double-legged him, slammed him. He felt so bad. I felt so bad, I felt bad because he felt so bad. He was like, partially... Dude, that's and hilarious. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you, you know your own strength. Now, yeah. um, now, now, Mark's fighting Bisbing, uh, coming up. What, uh, what advice would would uh, if you if you, if you were cornering Mark, would would you give him, your eye? Oh man, just follow your instincts, Mark. Mark knows what he's doing. I, I would yeah. say, you know, that's a great fight for Mark, just because it's again, Bisbing's pretty well rounded, but when it goes to the groundwork, it's going to be a whole different animal. And now, I mean. You know, Mark, what'd you call Bisbing pillow hands? <laughs> yeah, pillow fists, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's pillow hands, but I know that Mark probably hits harder than him, so it's going to be a good fight, man. Have you guys trained together? You know what? We trained once together. We trained once together, and um, it was o- it was over at um, at King's one time. So, um, so yeah, so we trained there, but... Um, How'd but, that yeah. go? Did you guys spar? Yeah, actually, no, we just, we did uh, kind of MMA wrestling. So it was takedowns to who won? Like, a pound. I was taking him down a lot, man. Yeah, I was. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Now, now, Faber has Nate Diaz joined the camp? What's that? Has Nate Diaz joined Team Alpha Male? No, no. You know what? I don't know if people know that. Uh, I met Nick Diaz. You know that girlfriend I was talking about in nine years. She used to do triathlons, and I met Nick Nick Diaz at a triathlon in 2004, and we. You know, a week later, I had him up at uh, Hitchcock had to get a wrestling camp with his whole crew, hmm. and we've always had a good relationship with with those guys. So Nick, Nate, um, Jake, Gill, all those guys, we have a, a good relationship, and we train together throughout the years. Yeah. So it, it's you know, it's not we're not he's not part of the team. He just comes down on occasion. Because I said he went from the two hundred nine to the two foot nine. That was that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, that <laughs> How tall are you, Adam? I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. much taller than you. It's funny. I was actually. I actually uh, met you. I was at Legends one day. I don't know if you remember this. I was at Legends, 
and I'm I'm at, I'm a wrestling practice, and I look over, and there's this guy with his hat to the side, this little guy, and he had to, it was he had this presence about him, and I was like, who the hell is this cocky guy, right? And then I like left, and then Connor, who was the coach, told me that it was you, and that you beat everyone up in wrestling practice, and I'm like, thank God I left <laughs> that wrestling practice. Cause Wait, when was this? This is a couple years ago over at Legends. And then I, I, I went on tour. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like uh, 2007. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Valencia was there, too. Yeah, and then I went on tour with uh, Monique Alexander, who's an adult film star, and she, all she kept talking about was you. So <laughs> Yeah, Monique's from my hometown. Yeah, so then I went up to you, and I was like, and Me I was and asking. Her, I'm a fighter. She's a porn star. We're like two most accomplished people out of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the Vivid Video Comedy Tour, which lasted two two shows, by the way, and, and all and the whole tour. And all she did was like, you're right, I favor this, you're right, I favor that. And she said that you were like the nicest, like quietest guy in high school. So then I, I, I asked you, I'm like, hey, you, you know Monique? And you're like, yeah, I know that girl. I, oh my, I never knew she was going to be a porn star and this and that. So we, we actually talked about that for like three seconds. And, uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. She's, a, she's the one that was super quiet. I mean... I never would have known that, and, and we have some some uh, some friends that we keep in contact with still. That like her best friend Daniela was one of my good friends, and um, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, she wears it; she's doing her thing, getting paid. <laughs> yeah, getting paid for what? All right, um, <laughs> it all comes with a price. All right, so we got some fights coming up, and I, I want to hear your uh, your your predictions. Uh, this week's fight: okay. uh, John Jones Gustafson. I'm going to go with Jones. I think, you know, I actually think that Gustafsson or Gufusson or whatever his name is has an advantage standing, but just purely standing. I mean, the fact that Jones can threaten with takedowns and, and, and threaten, you know, the ground game is going to make his stand up more effective. And, and, uh, I think he's just going to take it down to the ground and, and dominate probably a submission or a ground and pound. Now, two guys that you fought are fighting this week. Uh, Eddie Wineland and, and Burrell, uh, you know, who do you like in that fight? Man, I, I got to go with Burrell just because he has the win over me, and, and I had a real difficult time getting to him. Um, I think, you know, it depends. I, I would imagine Burrell's going to try to take it down to the ground, but uh, Eddie hits hard, man. He's He's got that punching, the, the puncher's chance, and, and he's tough to take down as well. And, and he, he keeps on improving. So if we see a much improved Eddie, I mean, he could get it. But Brown seems pretty solid to me, man. Yeah, he's won 30 fights in a row. I thought that that was a real close fight. By the way, I got to talk about that fight for a second. You had TJ Dillashaw in your corner uh, giving you yeah. advice, which no disrespect to TJ Dillashaw. Great guy, came on the show, great fighter. But at that point, I was like, I think he needs a more experienced coach. Yeah, well, that's... No, no offense to you, but you don't know what the hell you're doing. I do. So, uh, you know, TJ Dillashaw is probably one of the best coaches out there. If I had to ask TJ to quit being a fighter and just coach and he would do it, that'd be great. He's an amazing coach. And on top of that, for that camp, uh, I was in Canada, and you're not allowed to have Master Tong there. And, and TJ knows how to hold mitts with Master Tong. He's like Master Tong's understudy. He also, we had uh, um, Gratti come in that camp. We had... Uh, how how, how um, come Master Talk not allowed in Canada, Phil, by the way? Phil, Phil Nurse come into that camp. We had a lot of different coaches, and TJ's been like my understudy with me and all that stuff. So everything I learned from them, he retains, he writes it all down, yeah, and we know each other. So actually, the, my whole career, I've had fellow fighters in my corner. Mark, who was the first fighter that I ever had in my corner? <laughs> Me. No, I just can't. Mark Munoz, baby. <laughs> really? That's yeah, right. Yeah, was, yeah he was, was in there. my corner my first fight. Yeah. Wow. In, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh. You know I, yeah. everybody thinks they know what they're talking about. I know what I'm talking about, bro. I've been doing this for 10 years. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I will I will agree with you on that one. I, I, I will totally agree that you know more about fighting than I will ever know. I, I, I will I will adhere to that. However, I do have an opinion. Um, so I can give my opinion. But but I but I totally agree that you do know what you're talking about. How come Master Tong and, and that and that you know if you if you say TJ was the guy in the the guy in the corner, now would you like to refight Barrow with Ludwig in your corner? I'd like to refight. You know, I've always, I've never been a guy that cares who's in my corner. Uh, I told my manager that a long time. I spent 
10 years training MMA and then I trained 20 years in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I listened to my coaches up and down. Yeah. But uh, it's mostly in practice when I'm honing my skills and things like that. Uh, I, I, I think having having Dwayne in the room has been a huge advantage and I'd love to have him in my corner, but my fight's going to come down to me. I don't, yeah. I don't even remember the corner. I don't remember, uh, anything from, you know, I'm, I'm going on instincts out there. That's the way the top fighters fight. They instinctually get in there and fight. So uh, I would love to fight, fight, uh, fight Burrell with Dwayne in my corner, but I'd love to fight him regardless. Right, right, right. Great. Okay. Fair People enough. People always looking for excuses and reasons to put the blame on stuff. My blame is on me. If I lose, it's my fault. It's not because my coach did this or did that. Anything. It's me. You, that's why. That's why you're your eye of favor. Um, mm-hmm. Now, uh, now, final question. Uh, GSP Hendricks. Who do you like in that fight? Oh, that jab's going to be nasty. Um, I think I'm going to go with an upset on this one, just because I feel like. GSP is one of those guys that's earned a lot of a lot of respect for being an amazing athlete, and he puts in his hard work, and he believes in himself. But when it comes down to being a fighter, fighter, you know, a guy that just wants to get in there and rip someone's head off instinctively, I just don't know if, if he's that guy. And I think that uh, Hendricks might be that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he likes to go for the kill, and I think that might be the difference in this fight. Yeah, and and I actually had the opportunity to coach Johnny Hendricks at Oklahoma State, and it didn't matter who he wrestled. He wanted to rip somebody's (laughs) head off, man. So you're right on there. You're right. So you guys are both picking Hendricks? (laughs) Yes. Wow. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, well, that's... And for the record, I I picked wide, man. I won 500 bucks on Johnny Bones Jones. They did an Ultimate Insider where they showed our conversation, but they forgot... To edit the part where I bet Weidman, uh, Bones bet wanted to bet a thousand bucks on on uh, Anderson Anderson Silva, and they they I was rubbing it in the whole time to Jones, and then uh, with the knockout I got my cash. There you go. Do you like Weidman in the uh, in the uh, rematch? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's tough, man. Now, all right, final question. I, I know, I know, we've, I, I know. Are you, I got, are you, and then I got Munoz in the rematch of Weinman and Munoz. That's what I'm talking about. Nice, yep. <laughs> nice, <Yep. laughs> nice. Now, are you okay? Now, final question: Are you Team Rousey or Team Tate? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm Team Veronica Rothenhauser <laughs> and Paige Van Zant. Those are my girls. That's Team Alpha Males, hot females. Veronica Vaughn Robinhauser <laughs> actually come on dude six million hits on her on her five second knockout and Paige was just voted hottest MMA chick in the world so those are my goals and then if I had to choose between the two I would say I'll take uh, Rousey's face Misha's butt uh, Rousey's uh, Rousey's mean mentality and and and, uh, and uh, Kim Winslow's penis. I know, I know, it's true, but you did laugh. Okay, so well, um, well, hey, you're right, man. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. Uh, and hey, my pleasure, um, Mark. Hey, great to talk to you, my man. I hey. hope you're kicking butt out there. Oh, you tell too, the guys man. said hi and tell your family said hi. Uh, you do the same, man. I, you know, I'm. I need to come up there and see you guys. I need to hang out with you, right? Yeah. Oh, look. Hey, and Adam. Yes. If the side sw- side smirk is working, don't change it, buddy. Don't fix it if it ain't broken, buddy. I won't. Okay. I'm just not. I'm just not going out with you ever because uh, I think we know who, who's going to pick up the chicks there. But sideways smirk for life, dog. Absolutely. All right, I'm out. Take care, man. Hi, right, right. Well, that is our podcast. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mark Munoz, uh, oh, no problem, for coming. Anything you want? Okay. Anything you want to plug? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm actually doing a few seminars out there. I'm actually have a it's called the Gentle Island Fighter Tour. Um, so I'm doing it with uh, with Hiron. Uh, BJ was supposed to do it along with me. We we're supposed to go to Hawaii, Guam, and Philippines. Um, since BJ got called for the show against him and um, him and um, Frankie Edgar, yeah, Frankie Edgar. So he's unable to make it. So we're still gonna do the tour. So we're still gonna we're planning to do Philippines. We don't know about Hawaii and Guam yet. Um, I'm also doing a um, 
doing a seminar in the UK right after my fight with Jake Ellenberger and Hiron. Nice. So, so just just playing those things, man. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, which we didn't talk about, BJ Penn and Edgar are the new coaches, which I think is is great. Yep. However, it's at 145. Mm-hmm. BJ Penn was born at 145. <laughs> uh, that's what he weighed at birth. Yeah. How's he going to make that weight? I don't know. And, and see, that's the thing that, uh, you know what? Every time he's come into into a fighting shape, he's always done well. Yeah. You know, he's always done well. You know, I've always, I've always, I've always been a big fan of, 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 uh, of BJ. Uh, and, and one thing that he did that I felt like was good for his career was kind of move away from Hawaii and, and kind of um, got to where he was training regularly, not just four times a week. Right. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, I think he's got a newfound love right. now for training, and I think he's going to, you can definitely see a different BJ. It's going to be a great fight, and Edgar's yeah. toughest guy to come out of Jersey since uh, oh, Snooki. I know, I know, and, and, and that's nothing to take away from from. Edgar, man, he's just an unbelievable athlete, and I mean, his boxing skills are unbelievable, and he's known for his wrestling. Yeah, so, no, it's going to be a great just fight. Just a student of the sport, right there. Uh, and MMA roasted. I will be uh, headlining in uh, Bloomington, Illinois, at Laughs uh, Comedy Club next week. I'm in Minnesota headlining uh, the um, where am I? The comic strip in Minnesota. Uh, and uh, that's our podcast. Thank you, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Uriah Faber. Thank you, Anthony Gutierrez. Thank you, Mark Munoz. You guys are the best. Take care.